Hello, this is Dave from the SUV Dad Podcast. And on today's episode, I want to talk about safety. This isn't comprehensive. Uh, this is kind of more just me speaking extemporaneously and from our experience out and about camping. Uh, the big takeaway is to just make sure that you've done some planning and just think about what you do in the event that something goes wrong. But with our camping experiences, I'll give you an overview of uh, what we tend to do and the things I tend to think about as we're getting ready to head out into remote areas. So uh, the big thing to keep in mind is, you know, we do car camping. So we always have our car somewhere near us. We've got two young kids, so we can't get too far off the, the trail. We're typically not going super far. And we tend to typically hike in areas where the trail is pretty well uh, laid out, pretty well defined. Uh, there's obviously lots of areas you can go where the trail isn't really super obvious, and it makes it pretty easy to get lost. And if you're going pretty far away from your car, particularly in areas like a, a dense forest, like in the mountains, or even if you're just out in the desert, uh, it can be really difficult to kind of figure out where you're supposed to go and and get back to safety. So first thing I'd recommend is wherever it is you're traveling, make sure you have some sort of analog or satellite navigation source. So if you're gonna get a, a satellite, you know, it could be pretty expensive. It could be a couple hundred dollars up to well over a thousand dollars. And if you're fairly new to camping and you just wanna make sure you're you're being safe, but you're maybe not ready to make that sort of commitment, then you can always get a, a good old map and a compass. Maps are pretty cheap. I think generally some of them about 15 or 20 bucks. I have them for most of the national parks in our immediate area. And a compass, you can spend as little or as much as you like. I have a pretty nice Cento compass and I think it costs some neighborhood of about, I don't know, 60 or $70 just because I knew we'd be camping a lot and I just want to make sure I had a good quality compass. And if you're not super familiar with how to use a compass in a map, you know, you can do some tutorials online. What I did is I took a class at REI and REI has a really good like one day class for, I think it's like about four hours or something like that. We understand like looking at the map and understanding where true north is and setting the compass so that it's actually set for true north, not magnetic north and being able to read the compass, look at particular landmarks and help you, you know, decide which direction you, you want to go and make sure you are actually going in that direction and not off in another direction. So uh, I'd say at least having a, a map of where you're going and a compass would be uh, the bare minimum that I would recommend. And if you, you wanna invest more in some uh, satellite equipment or anything along those lines, that's certainly a good idea. And those are definitely more user-friendly, but uh, the one thing that you'll never run into with analog equipment like a compass and a map is you'll never run into dead zones where there's there's no connection. Like, you know, with your phone, if you're up in the mountains, or you're out in the desert, you know, you may very well have no connection. So your trusty cell phone won't be able to do much for you if it's uh, it doesn't have a connection to the Internet. And even with some satellite or other types of digital uh, devices, if there's like cloud cover, for instance, it may be difficult to, to get a connection. So, you know, uh, one of the things that we like about being out in the outdoors is just kind of like being away from everything 
and a map and a compass kind of fits within that. You can use the same type of tools people have been using for, for hundreds of years when it comes to just exploring outdoors and going areas where it isn't entirely clear, like directions and there's always a, a well-worn path as far as where you should go. So that's the first step, making sure you have your map and you have a compass, very low cost, analog, work in pretty much any conditions. Most maps aren't like even a little weatherproof, so if they get rained on, you know, it's not like an old school map, it's paper that's gonna get destroyed. So I'd say that's your first step is make sure you have your, your map and your compass. And most importantly, you know how to use them and you know with the particular map you're looking at, how to set true north on your compass so that you're actually going where you wanna go. Uh, next most important thing I'd say is water. You know, we go to Joshua Tree a lot and there really isn't much of any water within the actual park itself. And so what I do when we go on those trips is we have big seven gallon containers that we use. And depending on how long we're gonna be there, I'll bring upwards of 21 gallons of water with us just to make sure that we never run out of water again we're car camping so for some reason we we did start to run out of water we could always go to a store somewhere in twin nine palms or in the joshua tree area and get some more water but we like to always just be prepared and make sure we have plenty of water and so we'll use these really big containers the one thing with the big seven gallon containers is they're really unwieldy so what we'll typically do is when we set up camp we'll just put one of them on the picnic table and it has a spout on it and you can just twist the spout open and closed. And that's really the ideal scenario for using those big seven gallon tanks. What we'll do is we'll have a smaller one, like a two and a half gallon, that we'll just carry with us in the car wherever we're going anywhere. So obviously we'll top off all of our water bottles or the bladder for taking our backpacks with our water reservoir in it. And then we'll fill up one of those like two and a half gallon water containers and bring that with us. So we always want to make sure you have plenty of water, more than you will actually need. Uh, just because like if your car breaks down and you just get stuck somewhere, you always want to make sure you have water with you. And then the next thing that kind of ties into that, and this is particularly true with kids, is you want to make sure you definitely have snacks with you. So if you are ever stuck anywhere or you just kind of get lost a little bit, and they can start to get a little cranky because they're hungry. It's always good to have some snacks. And so we'll always bring some sort of snacks. Like in general, when we're camping, we're fine with the kids having a little more junk food than they will typically have at home. And so we'll always have, like sometimes we'll have like little, little fruit chews or we'll have graham crackers or we'll have uh, any sort of like little cookies or teddy grams or anything along those lines. So just make sure you have some food. Uh, just in case you do get sidetracked and you can't get the food anywhere and you start getting hungry, you have something to, to keep everyone uh, in, in good spirits. And then beyond that, you know, if you're car camping like we are, you typically want to have some form of basic maintenance tools for taking good care of your car and Obviously, depending on how, how mechanically inclined you are, there's, there's maybe not a ton you can do. But the most obvious uh, case you run into when you're out and about is a flat tire. And so making sure you have a good quality spare, 
Most cars come with a small spare, which is not going to be ideal, but will work in a pinch. And then bigger SUVs will typically have a full-size fifth wheel that you can use. And that's uh, a better situation. Most important thing is just making sure that all tires, including the fifth wheel, and before you head out on your trip, are, uh, are fully inflated and are in good shape. So long as the spur and is in good shape, uh, you should be fine. And then the other question is, how much you know in advance do you want to be prepared? So you obviously need to know how to how to sw switch out a tire, replace one with the other. Uh, a lot of cars, like the four by four I have, they have a specific lock that you need to use. So I make sure I just have that lock in my car uh, when we're out on a trip, just so it's easy to access and you can actually change the tires. And there are some tires where you can get a kit to actually just fix the tire if it's a small little puncture. So it may be worthwhile having one of those kits with you where you maybe don't need to replace the entire tire. You just need to fix a little uh, hole within one of the, within the tire. And then something else that's a good idea is having an air compressor. Again, just in those situations where if maybe you just forget to make sure the, the spare is full, and you're putting it on and it's just not in great shape you can fill it up and, and get it to the appropriate uh, pressure levels and then last one other thing that i'd always recommend that we always do is we make sure that we always have a first aid kit with us so i mentioned on one of my earlier podcasts the time when my son cut his hand when he was playing with my, my pocket knife, my Swiss Army knife. And he was bleeding pretty badly. And we didn't have like stitches or anything like that with the first aid kit. We had bandages, we had cold compress. And long story short, we were able to get the cut to seal up and close. And he ended up being fine. We ended up going on a hike shortly after that. But it looked pretty bad at the time. And if we wouldn't have had that first aid kit, it almost certainly wouldn't have closed. We probably would have had to go to urgent care or something along those lines rather than head out on a hike. So it was incredibly important. I should say it was incredibly helpful that we had the first aid kit there and were able to use that and get that cut closed and get on with our day. So those are the uh, the key things you always make sure we have in place when we're ready to go out and go camping. You know, there's some other things you want to have as well, like sunscreen. Well, having a flashlight. If you're going to be going someplace, it's going to start getting dark. Like obviously during the winter, it gets darker earlier, so a flashlight can be super helpful. And some form of mirror can be really nice. I mentioned before that. I have a Cento compass, and one of the things I like about it is it does have a mirror on it, so if you do get stranded, and if it's during the daylight, you can use that mirror to reflect sunlight and try and get someone's attention. So if there's airplanes flying in the area, or if there's someone else at a higher elevation, and they see that reflecting light, the odds are much better that they'll be able to notice you, locate you, and rescue you. So again, this wasn't meant to be fully comprehensive. 
just want to give an overview of the, uh, the considerations I typically have when I'm out camping and just making sure that we've covered most of the, uh, the scenarios you're most likely to see whenever you do run into a tough spot, like getting lost, getting a hole in one of your tires, you know, just making sure you have enough water. You know, I've heard stories before of people heading off somewhere in Joshua Tree and getting lost and then just not having enough water. So it ends up being, you know, a really tragic situation. So those are really the key elements. And uh, you know, the other thing I'd say is, is try not to, uh, to bite off more than you can choose. So, you know, play the long game, you know, start off doing something you're really comfortable with. And then slowly as you get more and more experience, you're going to feel like you are better suited for taking bigger adventures. You know, another thing I like to do is just do a lot of research before heading somewhere and trying to understand what other people have experienced when they go to specific areas, like what's great about it, what are some things you need to be concerned about. So as much research as you can do, the better. And then lastly, I'd say if you have people who have been to that area or friends who maybe have a little bit more experience than you do, it would be a great way to you know, plan a trip with them. That can be tough to do, but if you're able to go and plan a trip with uh, people who have maybe a little bit more experience than you, you can really learn the ropes from them. And, you know, each area, each type of uh, environment that you're in, they probably all have their own, like, risks that they pose. There's some general, like, typical risks you're talking about, like getting lost, you know, having a hole in your tire i mean those are pretty pretty universal but there may be some specific risks that you're going to see in certain areas and so if you can go to those areas with someone who's been to those areas before uh, it'll make it much easier for you to understand the risks and just learn how to be prepared and how to deal with um, specific risks that may pop up in a um, in each unique environment all right that's it for today's episode thanks for listening Hope this helps you with planning for your your trips when you head out into the great outdoors, and I'll catch you on the next episode.